We're going to talk tonight about refusing and resisting. There are things in life we need to refuse and resist. Do you think you, could, you should just take anything in life that comes your way? No way. By no the way, way, when we minister, whether Sunday or Wednesday, we're here to help you. We are. This is never, ever, ever, ever any condemnation or whatever. We're just here to teach the word and help you grow. Help you. And how, help you overcome and how to recognize, like I said on Sunday, how to recognize our enemy. Mm -hmm. Amen. Knowing how our enemy works. And that is he sows thoughts and they're not always good. They're, well, they're always bad when he sows them. Right. But we got to be careful to say it's written in the word of God. No, you, that's not right. Amen. Yeah. How many know we got to know the Bible, though? That's right. we got to know what is written. Amen? All right. That's right. And, and in talking about refusing and resisting, it really goes along with your message on yeah, Sunday. Because there are some thoughts you refuse and resist, right? Cast down wrong thoughts. So why don't we take a moment to pray and just set yourself in a position of being receptive to learn. Amen. Each one of you. You know, don't talk to the person next to you because it might be just their time to get something from heaven right then. So really focus on the word tonight. Amen. And Pastor Joan, one thing about the message tonight is just one word from God can change your life. It's true. Amen. So be ready because God loves you. He cares about you. He wants yes. to help you grow. We all need to grow. Amen. We've all made mistakes, but we don't have to stay there. Nope. We can go on and live a successful life. Amen. That's right. So first, let's, did we pray? No, we're going to pray right oh, now. <laughs> Father, we just right now thank you for this evening. And bless all your people. We open our heart to receive the word. And we know that your word will not return void if, if we believe it and receive it and we begin to live it. So, Father, we thank you that there will be people here tonight. Their hearts are open. And the Bible says that we are being transformed by the renewing of our minds. So we choose to think on your word and apply it to our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So first, let's look at what the word refuse means and what the word resist means. The word refuse means to show or express unwillingness to do or comply with or to not allow someone else to have or do something. You're going to refuse it, right? And resist means to exert force in opposition, to exert oneself so as to counteract or defeat, to withstand the force or the effective. So tonight we're going to learn about refusing, expressing an un... Uh, an unwillingness to do something or comply with. We're going to learn about resisting, which means <clears throat> to exert that force in opposition. So the first thing, the ob obvious thing for the believer is we are to refuse and resist the devil. Amen. amen? Can you say amen to that? Amen. Refuse and resist the devil. That's right. James 4, 7 says, therefore, submit to God. That's what's got to happen first if you're going to resist. Submit to God, resist, resist. Remember, resist meant to exert force in opposition. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It's a promise. It's a promise. In the Passion Translation, it says, so surrender to God. Stand up to the devil and resist him, and he will flee in agony. Come on, how many Come want the on. devil to flee in agony? Yes. 
So we don't just have to listen to the devil. We can take the word of God and That's resist right. him and put him down and tell him to get out of here in Jesus, na in Jesus name. Uh, the next verse says, move your heart closer and closer to God. Isn't that good? Move your heart closer and closer to God, and he will come even closer to you. But make sure you cleanse your life, you sinners, and keep your heart pure and stop doubting. It's all a part of living for God and resisting the devil. Amen? Amen. And every one of us can grow and change. Can you say amen to that? First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 and 9 says this. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil. Everybody say the devil. The devil. Walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Here's what we need to do. Resist him. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same problems or sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Same troubles, one translation says. Okay. Right. Well, in the passion, yeah. in, the, in the passion, be well balanced and always alert because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. But this thing about, I'll stop there. When an enemy is trying to put thoughts in your mind, you'll never make it, nobody else, stop right there and say, You're a liar, devil. The Word of God says He loves me. You're a liar. And then take a decisive stand against Him and resist His every attack by saying, it's written in the Word of God, He loves me, He cares for me. It's written in the Word that I am saved. Amen? And it says, resist Him. Again, okay, stand against Him and resist His every attack with strong, vigorous faith. For you know that your beloved brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kind of troubles you endure. So don't think for a minute you're the only one he's picking on. Yeah. He tries to pick on every Christian. He doesn't want you to open your mouth and witness for Jesus. We just say, shut your mouth, devil, and get out of here. That's right. But it doesn't say that the devil's just walking around picking believers off one by one. It said he's looking for someone whom he may devour. But can you say, not me? Amen? Not me, devil. Not me, because you don't have no. to submit to his tactics. And in just life. by the fact that you're here tonight, come on, yeah. this kind of laugh at that, you're here is a good sign you've already on the pathway to overcome. That's right. You stood against him. No, you came here, you could have stayed home and slept and watched TV, but no, man, no way, devil. Man, I'm going to the house of the Lord. That's I'm right. growing. I love coming with my brothers and sisters. That's right. And, and how about this? We need to refuse and resist doubt. Do you know doubt tries to come to all of us? Yep. That doesn't mean you're not a believer. It's those, again, like Pastor was talking about on Sunday, it's those thoughts that try to come into our life. We need to grow our faith and resist and refuse doubt. Um, look in Matthew 14 verse 28 through 31 about this account with Peter. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Jesus, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind that was boisterous, he was afraid, beginning to sink. He cried out, say, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand, caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt. He was already walking, but he started looking around the circumstances 
Amen. We need to have a strong faith. That's right. And it always amazes me that passage when it says beginning to sink. Has have you ever <laughs> walked on the water and began to sink? No, we go on the water, we go down. But he was walking with Jesus, and the doubts started to come. And he began to sink when he began to look at the circumstances you know, that could of happen. life. That could happen as uh, Joe Wolf was talking about, our youth pastor was talking about, you begin to tithe and, and all of a sudden you, you begin to doubt because, oh, what if, is it, you know, will, it, will it work? You have to put those doubts down. It's written in the word of God. He will bless you. Amen? That's right. And, and Peter had faith. He just all of a sudden got distracted and began to look at the circumstances. And when we begin to look at the circumstances, it really, it must diminish our faith a little. Because it said, Jesus said, you have little faith. You know the end of the story with Peter. He began, became a great man of God and won thousands and thousands to the Lord. But in this situation, he began to doubt uh, how about James chapter 1, I would say that it's, 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 it's imperative that we keep your faith growing. Amen? Uh, keep growing in the faith and continue to resist doubt. Okay? James chapter 1 verse 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given him. But look at this. But let him ask in faith with no, no doubting. doubting. No doubting. He who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So in other words, we have to resist doubt. Yeah. We have to choose not to doubt. And we have to replace that thought that comes like it's not working. Say, yes, it is. God said it so. I am going to, you know, I'm taking my healing or I'm, I'm beginning to prosper or whatever it is. Stay in faith. Right. So when those thoughts come, don't think, oh, there's something wrong with me. I'm doubting. I, I must not be believing. No, just deal with the doubt. Deal with it. Refuse it and resist the doubt. One of the great passages about faith is Mark 11 22 through 24, so Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. And what are the next words? Does and does not, not doubt, doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you, that you receive them and you shall have them. So don't let doubt get from your head to your heart. Deal with it. Refuse it and resist it. Amen. Pastor Jonah says, therefore, I say, what things you, whenever you ask to pray, believe that you receive them. Then there's a word of conjunction, and mm -hmm. you will have them. Listen, this is a time there you, ha you have to continue to be in faith and patience because how many know it doesn't always happen overnight? Right. You think about the farmer. He plants the corn. The corn doesn't grow and produce for quite a while. Pretty soon it pops out. So in the meantime, you can't say it's not working. It is working. It is working. We have to keep doubt out 
and we have to keep watch what we say with our mouth. Amen. Because praise God, it's on the way. It is. Amen. It's on the way. You know, it, it, the blessings are on the way. We're they walking are. in faith. They are. And then we need to refuse and resist unbelief. Unbelief is different from doubt. This is good. Listen to this. So refuse and resist unbelief. This, this can really be more damaging unbelief. Because doubt is different. It, it's similar in one way. But go ahead. You read that. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, uh, the tempta it's, it's a similar in the same way as uh, temptation is to sin. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, te the temptation is one thing and then sinning is another one. Right. Doubts come and go. Right. Doubts That's come right. and go, okay? But yeah. unbelief is a conclusion someone reaches, a deliberate decision to live life as if there is no God. That's or, or unbelief. That, or that his promises are not true. That's what unbelief says. I don't believe. And that's far greater than doubt. And, and I like that example. You know, temptation, when something comes to tempt us, it's not sin unless we succumb to it, correct? And doubt is not unbelief unless we say, well, God's word's not true. You can literally have a little doubt in your mind, but faith in your heart, okay? So you just can't give in to those thoughts and start talking them, okay? You can still have faith in God. Uh, say you're believing for something and a little doubt comes. Just cast that doubt aside, okay? And uh, I think All I... Right, let's look at a scripture on unbelief. Maybe it'll explain it better to you. It is, it is a deeper step away from God than doubt. That's why we need to refuse and resist it. In Hebrews chapter 3, beginning in verse 7. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says today, if you'll hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of trial in the wilderness where your fathers tested me and tried me and saw my works 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and, and said they always go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest. Beware, brethren, now, verse 12, beware, brethren, there, lest there be any, any of you an evil heart of unbelief. See, it it's calls one, unbelief yeah. evil. Evil. Because really what we're saying is, I don't trust God. Do you see what I'm saying? You, about anything yeah, we're believing for. It's uh, like, I, I don't trust God, or yeah. I don't believe in God. But so, a doubt, so like, the enemy will put a little doubt in a person's mind. But we got to keep faith in our heart at all times. It says, uh, you and any, an evil heart of unbelief in departing, like I said, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily. How many know we're doing that right now? Mm -hmm. Exhort one another while it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it's said, today if you'll hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Verse 16 says, For who, having heard, rebelled, indeed it was, uh, was it not all who came out of Egypt, led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpse fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he say, swear that they would not enter in? But to those who did not obey. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Now he's really saying unbelief is bad. Yeah. Unbelief is bad. Right. Keep believing. Amen. Yes. Keep believing. God's promises are true. So never 
get from doubt to unbelief and start departing. We want to draw close to God, not depart from I his like presence. This right here. You know, doubt is questioning what you believe, okay? But unbelief is determined refusal to believe. So, and doubts can come to anybody, right? Doubts can come to anybody, but unbelief is just refusing to believe. So, yeah. there's a difference. That's right. And then we need to refuse and resist sin. It needs, we need to actively do that. Refuse and resist sin. Yes, Jesus paid for the sins of the whole world, but have you ever been tempted to sin? Probably. Not a well, person in every, here. Not a person? No. You've okay, never let's been be tempted? honest now. How many, will be, how many have ever been tempted to sin? Raise your hand. Okay. Now, we're sharing this tonight because this is, this, this is, this is where the rubber meets the road. Okay. And we're talking about refusing and resisting sin tonight. Right, Romans Jesus chapter 6. Jesus has given us yeah. that ability to refuse and resist it. Because he we still have it. an enemy out here, don't uh -huh. we? Call the devil. And what does he come to do? Steal, kill, and destroy. Steal, kill, and destroy. He's out to deceive people. He tries to put little thoughts in people's minds. And some people take it. But not us. Say, not me. Not me, not me. Amen. Romans 6, beginning in verse 12. Therefore, do not let sin, we're talking about refusing and resisting sin now, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lust. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. But instead, but, everybody say but. but. Present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin... I like that, shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. How many know Amen. he's already dealt with sin, so we don't have to let sin we dominate us. We don't have us. to. That's Amen. Right. We're going to rule and reign and crucify the flesh and not let our flesh do what it wants to do. Right. We're going to refuse and resist. and resist sin. Now, verse 14 in Romans 6, in the Young's literal translation says for sin over you shall not have lordship for sin over you shall not have lordship for you are not under the law but under grace it's the grace of god that gives us power to, to overcome sin. overcome it amen so grace is not a license to sin Grace is the power to overcome, to overcome sin, yes. the righteousness of God, the power of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the word of God in our mouth, in the Bible. We got the, we got the power, amen, That's to right. overcome any sin and we can say no to the devil. Okay? That's right. You know, Romans 6, verses 12 and 13 in the Passion Translation says, sin is a dethroned monarch. A dethroned monarch. Hallelujah. So you must no longer give it an opportunity to rule over your life, controlling how you live and compelling you to obey its desires and cravings. So then refuse to answer its call to surrender your body as a tool for wickedness. Instead, passionately answer God's call to keep yielding your body to him as one who has now experienced resurrection. Woo. You live now for his pleasure, ready to be used for his noble purposes. Isn't that good? Come on, isn't that good? Somebody give a shout. 
Resurrection power, amen. We, got, we, we, we have the power to resist, refuse and resist the enemy and refuse and resist sin in our life. We don't have to do it. We don't have to. We've got to be strong in the Lord, amen. No, we are also to refuse and resist lukewarmness. Mm. I tell you, we can't just get saved and sit there. I mean, we need to be on fire for God. And if we do nothing to fuel that fire, we're going to get lukewarm. You know, as I received communion before the service today, I just telling the Lord, thank you for going to the cross for me. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for healing my body. I had this resurrection power. I'm alive unto God. I'm going to heaven. And now I can be a witness to others. I can encourage others. It's all about the Lord now. It's serving him with joy. Amen. While I'm on this earth, one day we won't be here. But while I'm here, I want to make a difference in somebody's life. How about you? Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So we got to re refuse and resist Lukewarmness. Say yuck, yuck. <laughs> okay. That'd be like having lukewarm soup or something like that. I don't know. Revelation 3.16 says, So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. I didn't say that. The Bible said that. Don't look at me. <laughs> it's the Bible. Amen. So here's what it says here. Romans 12, 11. I love this. Never lag in zeal. Come on. We're to be zealous. We're to, we should have a smile on our face. Do you know that you're going into Walmart or somebody? Smile can make a difference in somebody's life. When people ask you, how are you doing? Don't fall apart and tell them how bad life is. Instead say, absolutely wonderful. God has been so good to me. Amen. At least say God is working in my life. So At how, least say that. Yeah. So <laughs> instead of being lukewarm, never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor, be a glow. Come on, be a glow and burning. It says burning with the Spirit, serving the Lord. Yes. Amen. What a what a difference. What a Amen. difference. In Hebrews. 6, beginning in verse 10 in the Amplified Bible, it says, For God is not unrighteous to forget or overlook your labor and the love which you have shown for his name's sake in ministering to the needs of the saints, his own consecrated people, as you still do. But we do strongly and earnestly desire for each of you to show the same diligence and sincerity all the way through in realizing and enjoying the full assurance and development of your hope until the end. Now look, in order that you may not grow disinterested and become spiritual sluggards, but imitators behaving as those who through faith, by their leaning of the entire personality on God in Christ in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness, and by practice of patient endurance and waiting are now inheriting the promises. You see, wow. if we grow disinterested, if we become spiritual sluggards, we won't inherit those promises that we're standing on the word for. In the Passion Translation in verse 12, it says, So don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm, 
but follow the example of those who fully received what God has promised because of their strong faith and patient endurance. You know, any good, good thing so you do good. for a long time, yeah. you, you get physically weary sometimes. You even get emotionally weary doing some things. Well, then get but some with, rest. Get in the Word. Walk with God. Yeah. You've got to keep fired up. You need to stay on fire for God and, and, and not become disinterested. And it says refuse and resist it. How many know you got to resist being weary? Mm -hmm. Come on. And you know, really, in everything, we've got to stir up that joy. Come on, amen. We can't go to work with a sad face. We're going to stir up the joy. You know, Dennis was out there, out there today, and he was out there and, and uh, driving that tractor, getting it all ready so we can have a nice hayride. Amen. And the other day, Mike, I mean, Mike Smith, he came out there with a the weed whacker for hours and hours, weed whacked like a few hundred feet of fencing on both sides and worked hard. And Pete was running, I ran the track. We're having a great time. Right? I mean, we were said, what I'm saying is this. We have to refuse and resist becoming lukewarm or losing our joy. We've got to keep it stirred up. I came to church, Denny's out there with this all out, staying warm. You know, I said, hey, do you want to get me to replace? No, 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 I'm, I'm, I like it out here. <laughs> you know, it's just something like when you got that joy, when you know who the Lord is, just stand against him and just refuse and resist being, being, you know, becoming half-hearted and like that, keep the joy. Keep That's the right. joy. You know, another thing in our walk with God that we need to refuse and resist because it can become a temptation to anyone. And that's we need to refuse and resist strife. I bet no one here's ever had that come. How many can yeah. say yuck, yuck, yuck to strife? strife is we don't need any division or strife no. and stuff going on. We want to keep the joy and have a family here. Amen? We need to refuse and resist it. In Proverbs 17, 14, in the Amplified, it says, The beginning of strife is as when water first trickles from a crack in the dam, therefore stop contention before it becomes worse and quarreling breaks out. If there was a crack in Table Rock Dam, people would be pretty worried, wouldn't they? They would immediately do something to, to fix that crack. Because it could flood the whole city. Yeah. Well, you know, when strife, a spirit of strife tries to come on you, it's like that little crack that it's just a little thing. But it says stop it. Stop it. Stop it before destruction comes. How many comes. know strife is not good for a marriage? It's not good for a business. It's not good for friendships. No. It's not good for the house of God. So we have to guard. The Bible says we've got to guard our heart. We have to refuse and resist strife. Mm -hmm. And what are we going to do instead? Walk in love. Yeah. Absolutely. Believe the best about each other. Absolutely. Encourage one another. Mm -hmm. Overlook. Overlook. How many has ever had a bad day? <laughs> so sometimes we just have to, when someone's having a bad day, they may not look happy. You don't have to just pray for them. Just overlook if they don't smile or whatever. Amen? Because people go through things. But they we do. have to refuse being in strife. It's it, so you know, important. it's amazing how the enemy can get between someone's words and your ear. They might not have even meant what you thought you heard. So come on, give people How many break. know what we're talking about? Yeah. Right? We're going to walk in love. And, and strife here... 
The word strife means a contest or quarrel, contention and discord. Again, a contest or quarrel, contention or discord. When, when I saw part of the meaning was a contest, contest, I thought, you know, some people, they just always want to be right. They want to win. They want to always be right. So even at the expense of strife, they'll want to win that contest. But if you get in strife, you lose. Proverbs 20 verse 3 in the Amplified says it's an honor. Everyone say an honor. It's an honor. It's an honor for a man to cease from strife and keep aloof from it. But every fool will quarrel. So I tell you what, you don't want to enter into strife, enter into quarrels, because really, then you're being a fool. And that's what the Bible said. <laughs> and find out what the Bible says about being a fool and be not one. There you go. I heard Jairus of El say that about 30 years ago. Okay. <laughs> Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.23, you all doing all right? Yep, we're almost okay, done. Okay, we're almost done for tonight because this well, is... Well, we're not almost done, but we're almost we got a long ways to tonight. go. That's why it's going to be a series. Okay. All right, here we go. You ready for another one? Or two or three? Okay. But refuse 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 23 in the Amplified. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 23. Listen to this. But refuse, shut your mind against, have nothing to do with trifling, ill-informed, unedifying, stupid con controversies over ignorant questioning. For you know that they foster strife and breed quarrels. So how many know we have to resist certain things, yeah. okay? We have to resist certain yeah, things. Yeah, I and, hope they don't you know, get in strife over you calling them stupid there. No, that wasn't you. That was no, the Bible. that was the Bible. Yeah. First don't Corinthians, get in strife with the Word of God. First Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 to 3, oh, and it says, I, brethren, could not speak to you. Now, how many of we don't want this to ever be us? I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you, Paul, with milk and not with solid food for you, or you for, un, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you're still not able, for you are still carnal. What's the symptoms of being carnal? For there are envy, strife, and divisions among you. Are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? I like uh, verse 3, how the Amplified says, for you are still, now this is a people that have walked into strife, yeah. for you are still unspiritual, having the nature of the flesh under the control of ordinary impulses, for as long as there are envying and jealousy and wrangling and factions among you, are you not unspiritual and of the flesh? behaving yourselves after a human standard and like mere unchanged men. Has anyone here been changed by God? I have. And I'll tell you, you know, tell on myself, one of the biggest differences in my life when I got saved was I was able to deal with anger and strife. Before I was saved, I couldn't. So if you are a believer, you can deal with anger. How many and know strife. that's good news? Amen. 
as, as spiritual people, born again people who have that resurrection power, we're alive unto God, we're right standing with God, and now it says, desire the sincere milk of the word of God that we may grow. How many know we're growing, right. we're learning, amen? Yeah. And now it's so awesome that we don't have to get in strife. Right. Amen? We don't have to be carnal and like, act like we're not even saved. Right. How many know Christian people should talk different than unbelievers? We should think different than non-believers. We should be doing things that are different than non-believers. Yes. We're to let our light shine. Mm -hmm. Amen? Right. And love one another. Amen. Amen. How many know we're going to keep loving? Yep. Loving, being loved. We're going to forgive and be forgiven. Amen? Yep. And we're going to walk in the love of God. It could change people's lives. Amen? We're not going to be like the world. Right. We're not going to be carnal. We're going to be spiritual. That means we're growing. We're changing. We're, we're renewing our mind, and we are in the process. We're already saved, but we're in the process of being transformed by the Word of God. We're starting to think differently. Amen? And that can change a person's life when we begin. And you know, really, in reality, if you read First John chapter 4, verse 7, it talks about love. God loves you and I. How many know that will change your life just knowing God loves me? The, and the devil may say, no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. It's written in the Word of God. I can show you, devil. I know you can't read very good, but here it is. <laughs> but literally, take the Word and speak it. Re refuse and resist. We talked about all these things. We're going to go over them again. But refuse and resist the devil. Refuse and resist being lethargic and lukewarm. Instead, Stir up the joy every morning. And you get out of bed before your feet hit the floor. Lift your hand to Jesus and praise him for the wonderful day ahead of you. And we, we're going to walk by faith. Uh, how many know all we need is faith in God? Faith in God. He's a good God, a loving God. He's going to help us. And he's with us forever. Amen. Amen. How about we stand? And let's go to the Lord in prayer. Why don't you make a decision tonight that you're going to refuse and resist these things. You're not just going to let listen to the eyes, lies of the enemy. You're not going to let doubt. You're going to deal with doubt. And you're not going to let unbelief come into your life. You're, you're going to guard yourself against strife. Heavenly yes, Father, yes, each yes. one of us now, Thank we you, make Lord. that decision to refuse and resist the, the things we've talked about tonight. We know that you have given given us the victory. You have given us the word of God, the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for that. And we can stand on the word of God and walk in victory over those, these things. 